0: stop overthinking and go for it. It's never gonna be 100%. And you know, something that I've been learning is that the perfect is the enemy of the good.
1: Welcome to the Startup CPG Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. The earliest records of herbal tea date back nearly 5,000 years. Yet when Zahira Marmar moved her family to the US from St. Martin, she couldn't find anything like the medicinal bush teas she grew up with to send with her kids to school. On the edge of tea brewing burnout from keeping her family and community stocked with herbal tea, Zahira founded Herbivore so that her sparkling herbal teas would be readily available in cans and be able to more widely spread the message of the benefits of herbs. Listen in as Zahira shares the challenges and surprises of getting her creation to shelf, from the can shortage to label challenges to sourcing to the inspiration behind each brew and more. Hi, Zahira. Thanks for being here today. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me, Jesse. I'm so excited that you're here today, and I would love if you could start out by just telling us about Herbivore. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Herbivore is a line of sparkling herbal
0: teas um formulated for health and wellness. I am the founder and chief tea brewer at Herbivore so I'm I'm super happy to bring Herbivore
1: to the world and I'm super happy to be on the show today to um to speak about Herbivore with with everyone. Awesome. And I have to say we were just talking about it before we started recording but I am super hooked on Herbivore <laughs> after trying it. I have more coming in the mail now because I drank everything else so quickly. Um I was planning to share the the different teas with friends and they got to try a couple. And then I was like, why am I sharing this? I'm going to hide this in the back of the fridge so that I can drink it all. (laughs) So I absolutely love your product. And I'm guessing after listening, people are going to want to try it and learn more. So So that it's at the beginning of the episode, can you tell us where people can find you, follow you, stay in touch, where they can buy Herbivore? Absolutely. So Herbivore
0: is available online via our website, which is www.drinkherbivore.com, And we have free shipping. So definitely go and you can go to the website and you can get it. uh, Free shipping nationwide within Continental um, USA. Um, It's also available on Facebook. The fair um, marketplace, and so that's on that's online, and then um we're very. Kind of focused in the New York and New Jersey area, kind of on the ground, and we're in uh, quite a few premium grocers in the Manhattan and the Brooklyn and New Jersey areas. We're also well. Please follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, we are at Herbivore H R B V O R, and we're also on LinkedIn. So yeah, that's that's that's
1: where we could be found. Great, that's awesome, and I'd love if you could share the origin story of herbivore. The origin story. Sure. Absolutely.
0: So I grew up in St. Martin, which is a small island in the Caribbean. And growing up in St. Martin, we had a very strong tea culture. I, I would say herbal tea culture. Um, we call it bush tea um, in St. Martin. In I think probably in, in much of the Caribbean countries, you, you call herbal tea bush tea. Um, and, you know, there's literally like a tea for every ailment. You know, if you if you needed if, you know, something for a cough, you you know, you would go out to the garden. I, I, I remember back when I was a child, I mean, from as, as far back as I could remember, um, my mom sending me out in the garden to pick to pick herbs. For tea. And it was according to, you know, if there was any ailment that I had or, or my brother or my sister, you know, for a headache, you know, I would go out and pick some rosemary, you know, for a cough. It was it, it was mostly like the times for fever. You know, there was fever grass that, you know, that which is commonly called lemongrass. We had sleep aids, passion flowers, sour stuff leaves. I mean, whatever kind of ailment there there is, there was a herbal tea for that. And that's how I grew up. I grew up going out and picking herbal tea, drinking herbal tea every morning, and then again in the evening to go to bed. It was just thought it was steeped in. It is a part of Caribbean culture and especially in St. Martin where I grew up. So, you know, I grew up in herbal tea culture and it was very important for me when I started to have my family that my kids would also grow up in herbal tea culture, um, and this uh, this is exactly what happened. We lived in quite a few places as a family, and we lived in London for a few for a few years. Then we lived in say, we moved to Saint Martin. We lived in Saint Martin for a few years there, and then from Saint Martin we moved to New Jersey, where we are um, at the moment. And it was again super important for me, and it, it almost just kind of like happened um, because. Uh, because that's what we did at home. We drank lots of tea. So my, my kids grew up in tea culture at home. And, you know, moving from St. Martin to New Jersey and then going to school in a completely different culture, I found that there weren't very many healthy drinks for my kids to drink when they were out, you know, at school or after school activities. So I resorted to doing what what we did at home anyway and what I do what I did best which was making tea and packaging teas and sending my kids to school with teas so that's what I did I did that and i um I also you know set out to evangelize the amazing health benefits of herbal teeth within our Community, our new community, and then one thing led to the next, and then before I knew it, I was supplying so much herbal tea between my children and my children's friends and the community. I I, I almost had like a herbal tea burnout. <laughs> I was making so <laughs> much. I was making so much herbal tea, and and I just there was just this moment where I just wished that I could just go to the pantry or the fridge and just grab a herbal tea packaged and ready to go and just kind of like toss it in the kids' backpacks. And like, that would be it, you know? Um, and I think that was the moment. That was the genesis of Herbivore as a packaged brand. Um, and yeah, so that was two years ago. It's about two and a half years ago. And then here we are today and Herbivore herbal teas are packaged. They are canned and uh,
1: and ready to go on the go. Awesome. That's so amazing. I, I love that. And I think I've mentioned to you and we've talked before, but I'm a huge herbal tea fan and I actually have another podcast where we talk a lot more about tea because i it's just awesome. So it's so fun to get to hear someone that really grew up in tea culture and then to be able to bring that and share that with other people. It's, it's such a cool opportunity. And what was it like getting your creation into cans? Like taking, you know, over the last couple years, what did that look like? Any challenges or highlights or surprises along the way to get where you are today? Wow. Um, Lots
0: of surprises. And I think anyone in the industry um, would agree with me that um, you think that you have it all sorted out or when you think that you finally got it, you know, there comes something else that you hadn't you hadn't planned for and so much of it is is out of our control right so for me we started out in bottles like we did our first our first commercial run actually it wasn't even a commercial run. it was it was super micro small run just for for trial purposes and that was in in um, glass bottles and um I mean, that went that went well, except that the bottles were super heavy and we had breakage. We had breakage with the bottles coming to us and then breakage, um, you know, sending out the bottles to clients. There was breakage in transit. So we kind of knew that bottles was not, you know, glass bottles was not especially for kids. And, you know, the I made herbivore mainly it started out of, you know, this need for. For my children, you know, to send them to school and to send them out with something that was portable for them. So I, I just knew that glass was not going to be an option, a viable option long term for, for herbivore. So we switched. We switched to cans. And I was very happy. Not only was I happy, but my kids were very happy because they are avid. The environment is like number one on their list. You know, everything that happens around them and and everything that they're a part of, you know, it has to be really, really good for our environment. So obviously that there's also a part of our home culture that we had to be super environmentally friendly because that's one of the things that we hold very dear near and dear to our heart so we moved into cans cans were good for for many reasons one because cans were light which bottles glass bottles weren't and also cans um, there was no breakage with cans and i could you know send the kids with cans to school yeah. i mean <laughs> so i mean and you know i needed to get a smaller can for the kids because you know the the challenge of sending the child with the with your standard can and them having to you know finishing it all you know they can't really close the can if they didn't, you know, get to drink it all at, at once, um, that was a challenge, it's something that we thought about. And I, and I, and I think about all of these challenges with my children because I want to see the product through their eyes it was very important for me to experience the product through the eyes of a child and through the eyes of, you know, the people who, who will be the ultimate users of the product. So we decided as went through the children that, you know, we had to find a smaller can, something that was just like the perfect size, this perfect amount for children. And, you know, that they could finish in one go that would give them exactly what they needed, quench their thirst, give them super amazing health benefits in one go. And so that's how we came up with our eight ounce. Cans, which in itself, I tell you, has been it's been a challenge to find eight-ounce cans for a while. We couldn't find the cans that were small enough, or then we found the cans, but then we couldn't find the you know the co-packer who could pack those cans. And then when we found the co-packer, then the cans were, you know, we couldn't there there was this great can shortage, <laughs> which I'm sure every every um beverage founder. When they hear about the great can shortage, you know, they're rolling their eyes and, you know, they, they know what, what it was about. So we waited for our can quite a long time, a month. I had my product, we had our labels, but we didn't have cans for a while. That was last year. Finally, we got our cans and then we were able to, you know, to move. Uh, move forward on, on that, on the eight ounce and the 12 ounce sizes. More, we have you know, labels, you know, so you have to think about cans and then you have to think about labels. The first run that we did with our labels, it was just the, like the sticker, the, the maps, the sticker labels and those went well, but then we got feedback that hey, maybe they weren't as you know as uh, professional looking as as you know some other brands. So then we went with um with the shrink sleeve labels and you know sourcing the the you know the right partners for that and getting the sizing just right, you know, if the sizing was off, which in the beginning it was, and it wasn't fitting the can in the way that it should have, because the cans and the labels were coming from different suppliers. So, you know, all of that really, we have to, you have to be so meticulous about, about sourcing um, the labels and the cans. If you're, if whether you're doing the shrink sleeve labels or you know the the thicker labels which we did first in, in our first run. What else was there? I mean let's talk about ingredients. <laughs> so we yes. use we use like you know super high grade the best organic herbs that you can find. And this is just, you know, it could be, you know, some would say that, you know, I'm, it's not the smartest thing to do, but you know, for me, it's like, it's a must. This is what I would drink. This is what I give to my children. This is what I would give to anyone else. This is the only thing that I would, you know, that I would consider for a drink, a beverage that's coming, that's coming from me to the world. It has to be like, top quality. So finding the top quality herbs, uh, it has been, finding has not been, it has not been that much of a challenge, but it's the supply because he, he, you can imagine, you know, when there is an ingredient that everyone, you know, it's like the rave, all the rave that year for whatever reason, then all of a sudden you can't find that ingredient. I got that one year for Moringa, which is one of our ingredients, our key ingredients in Revive. And I got that also for hibiscus, another key ingredient. I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you must be hearing there's so many drinks out um, with hibiscus because it was like, it's like the biggest thing, you know, <laughs> there's so many, so many drinks with hibiscus. So, so we had a few, a few instances where we had all the ingredients but one or two and then we're waiting for those to come through so that kind of kept back production and then you know finally you get that and then you have you sorted out the cans and and the labels and now you have that and uh, for me another another challenge that that I think it's uh, I I don't know if many other brands have it but it definitely was a major consideration for me is in the preservation of, of 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 our teas so for me our beverage our teas was like strictly just you know herbs and and water and and we use honey for a, for a little touch of sweet and then you know all of a sudden we're hearing from the lab that the pH of, of, uh, of two of our teas are it' it's it's too high we need to bring it down and how do you bring it down well you add lemons or you add citric acid or you add asorbic acid and I'm like well those are not you know that's gonna completely ruin the taste of the teas. So that was a challenge. And then having to go back and reformulate so that I could add just a hint, just a trace of the citric acid that was, that was necessary for, for, for preservation of shelf, you know, for the shelf life of the product, but that would not Kind of interfere with the taste of the product, um, and, and, and you've you've had the product, you don't taste anything that's like it. it there's not a like a, a that overtly lemon or you know lemon taste, and that's because I had to do a lot of reformulation just so I would be able to not add too much, just a, just a, a, trace amount of the citric acid. So yeah, you, you know, formulation is, is, is another thing, just making sure that the product is up to, up to the standard, um, of the, the FDA um, and making sure that when you package a product that it's going to be shelf stable. So yeah, th- those are a few of the very many challenges <laughs> that we've had over this this like year and a half to two years that we've really been in the market formulating and getting our products out.
1: Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I definitely, from a consumer standpoint, you definitely can't taste those, those pieces. So you've done a really great job staying true to the, the natural flavors and the the herb flavors. And yeah, that's, trying to launch in the last couple of years with the pandemic going on and all the different challenges. It's, it, it's really inspiring to me, all the different founders like yourself that have pushed through and kept going and figure it out and one foot in front of the other. So that's really amazing. So can I, can I just
0: add something that has nothing, it has nothing to do with the actual product and nothing to do with, you know, of the shortage, but it has really been a challenge for us. And that is that is getting a new product out for people to taste and test during COVID. Yeah. You know, if your product was on the shelf, you know, people knew your product, it, I I guess it wasn't that big of a of of um, you know, an impediment. But when there's a new product coming out and we launched our you know, we had our first soft launch and we've had we've had two launches. So we've had our first soft launch in the end of July 2020. That was like height of covid you yeah know? so it, it, it was tough having to to find how are we going to how are we gonna get our product in the hands of people who've who've never tasted it you know without giving out like thousands of of uh, of, of full cans and at the time we had only 12 ounce cans the first uh. launch so our our eight ounce cans which go for the kids now have kind of um filled that gap a, a bit for us it's made it much easier so people have you know just an eight ounce can for a sampler and that's been working really well so we use our kit size as as a sampler So you know the the barrier I guess the risk, for people it's not a whole twelve ounces, you know, to, to taste and, and test. And then it's not as expensive for us, you know, to give out full twelve ounce cans um, as tasters for those who just want to try it for the first time. Right.
1: And can you tell us the story behind each of the herbivore flavors? Uh yeah. So first of all, I wouldn't call them flavors and it's it's just
0: some it's just I something that, you know. When I hear flavors, I hear, like, you know, like, I feel like a lab formulation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're like, so far from that. We're like, exactly like the far opposite end of of, of something that's like created um, with, with, you know, chemicals or, you know, artificial anything in a lab. I know how we are, how we are done. So I like to call them brews or, or blends, because that's, oh, that's really what we are. Right. So how did we come up with our three existing brews? So our three existing brews are the revive, and then we have our calm, and we have our focus. Now, focus is for cognition. It supports cognition, concentration, and memory. And I came up with focus for my son, who he's nine years old. And at the time, he was what? He was six. He was seven and it was quite hard for him to like sit and, you know, in, in, in class or even at home for a long time. He was, you know, he's just such a, an active child. So to get him to really sit and focus um, on one activity and complete that activity, <laughs> that, I needed to make focus tea often for him. Um, and I sent him to school often with focus tea. And then we have we have uh we have calm and calm is really uh, I I mix a few nervine nervine herbs and nervines really take the edge off you know they they're like mild sedatives that lower stress just a way to wind down naturally and my daughter one of my daughters we have twin daughters so one of them she is she's is a theater kid, you know, she's always in auditions, She's always, you know, on TikTok or doing, you know, doing something that's like kind of putting herself out there or like competitions. And, uh, you know, it it started to get a little bit, um, you know, stressful for her and she needed she she just got some, you know, some nerves um, every now and then going into her auditions. And, you know, I needed to work on that for sure. So I put together a wonderful blend of calming nervines, and I made calm tea. Um, so she was the inspiration behind calm tea for her and yet still today she goes to school she goes everywhere she goes with with uh with her eight ounce can of 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 calm tea at least one. and uh, we have also revive so revive is super phytonutrient rich full of antioxidants super full of electrolytes and minerals which is amazing for, you know, for just just like this um, natural pick-me-up, you know, when you need um, electrolytes. And my daughter, my other twin daughter, she is an athlete and she plays like multiple games, um, multiple teams, and sometimes back-to-back. She would ask me, Mom, I need something like I get so tired between games, like I need something to take with me to these games so that I can, you know, kind of like catch my breath really quickly, get that, you know, get just get revived really quickly. So she was the inspiration behind Revive. And to this day, you know, she plays her games and she always you can see her with a revive in between games or or at halftime um, when she's playing. She mostly plays basketball. So these uh, my my kids, my three kids were actually the inspiration behind our three, our three current brews. And I mean, honestly, the truth is that, you know, all of these revive and calm and f- focus. These are neat states that we all need every day at, you know, at different times throughout the day. So it, it worked for my children, but it works for us, my husband and, and myself. It works for families. You know, we have families that order the variety pack because their children sometimes need to go with one of all three <laughs> to school because there are times when they need to be, you know, before a test they need to be, you know, to, to calm down, or they need to, um, you know, they they're, they're at the end of the day, you know, the last the last the last session they need it pick me up so they need a revive, and of course throughout the day they, you know, kids need to focus as do we as adults in in our in our in our day to day lives.
1: So yeah, that's the story behind our brews. Awesome, those are so cool, and I have to say, as you know, when I've tried the different brews as a consumer. I, you know, when I saw the different names, I was like, all right, I'll try to, you know, use them for, for what the, the different names say. So, you know, during the, when it was a little warmer here and it was mm-hmm. evening time and I was like, I would like some tea, but not sure I'm in the mood for hot tea. Then I do uh-huh. a can of calm and, yeah. you know, then <laughs> midday when you need a little pick me up, pick me up around three or two or 3 PM, I'm like, I'll have a can of revive. And yeah, yeah. It's, it, I I love that. How you have that focus on the the different purposes of the herbs. Yeah. Yes. I mean,
0: and, you know, herbs are, they've been around forever and they work. And this is everywhere in the world. The herbs have been used as functional medicine since the beginning of, you know, that that these things were actually able to be recorded. You know, there's Chinese medicine, there's Indian Ayurvedic um, um, medicine, there's um, Native American. I mean, like everywhere that you could go, Caribbean, in Saint um, Martin, in my little island of of Saint Martin, everywhere you go, herbs are used functionally as medicine, not only for for acute states, but just also for for you know everyday wellness and maintenance, because herbs are so packed with um with with amazing phytonutrients that are. The, you know, for antioxidants, anti-inflammatory, which is um, antioxidants is is um, is linked to aging. Anti-inflammatory, you know, qualities that like inflammation is really the source of or the beginning of of all disease is inflammation. And herbs are highly anti-inflammatory. So just getting herbs in our systems daily, keeping them in our systems, this is the 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 secret to overall maintenance of
1: health and and wellness and and overall well being. And that kind of leads into when you mention Saint Martin, you I believe you had an organic garden business in Saint Martin, and I'm wondering how that business and being in gardening influenced your work at Herbivore. Yeah, that's right. So I
0: had a I had a herbal, and actually it wasn't herbal, it was a it's a gardening business. It's called um Saint Martin Garden Artist, and it was really my First formal platform for e- evangelizing herbs, <laughs> I would say. So um, that business I designed, I installed, and I maintained with with my with my um, very amazing crew, my team, organic food gardens. And it was always important to me whether they they knew what the teas were, you know, these herbs were for, or whether they knew about them before i you know introduce them to them or not but all of my clients i always had a part in their garden where i would install tea garden a tea garden herbal tea garden for them i install gardens for schools and for resorts and mostly for private homes and most of my most of my private clients in that garden business were 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 um, Indian clients and there was this one plant I remember there's this one plant that I I remember that every every one of my of my Indian clients would, would say to me like this this is amazing that you know I want this here I want this here but there's this plant here this one here that it, it, it's sacred you, you you know we we can't touch it or we have to put lots of it here it took up such a big um spot in their in their gardens and I came to find out that this this herb was called this it was called tulsi so this was actually my my introduction to tulsi mm. now I worked a lot with basil's all kinds of basils but that was my first time hearing of this this indian basil that was so revered by their um, ayurvedic um, medicine medicinal traditions and since then i have become our home is like it we have lots and lots of tulsi tea tulsi is just incredible. It's an adaptogen for clarity of thought and for managing stress. It's super grounding. And one thing that I love about Tulsi, is. It's a herb that you that you incorporate. It's meant to be incorporated in your daily life. It's it's really a lifestyle herb, which again makes for like a, a like a zen kind of mindful um way of being. And Tulsi is on, is the top, the leading ingredient, the leading herb in our focus in our focus. Tea. So it just shows, you know, I mean, there's always so much to learn and learning from different cultures, different backgrounds. It was just, it was just incredible for me that I was able to learn about Tulsi right there in St. Martin, in, 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 you know, in my, my, my home country, my home island of, of St. Martin um, via my Indian client.
1: Wow. That's so interesting. I've be- recently become Uh, acquainted with Tulsi. I'm drinking a Tulsi tea right now. And yeah, it's, it seems like such an amazing herb. So that's so cool. I love that the, that the different parts of your career have helped lead up into what you're doing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you tell us about the the process of, like, brewing herbivore without, you know, giving away any, any secrets. But <laughs> I'm wondering about, like, what it looks like to, like, cold brew a sparkling tea. Well, um, yeah, so we start out with the best best
0: organic herbs okay so we we we, um we source our herbs from the countries the places the regions where these herbs are known to grow grow the best and um, wherever possible we source our herbs locally in the u.s and, uh, and even here in, in upstate New York and New Jersey, we source, um, we also source our, our, um, our honey from Texas. Um, very important that we use products that are from, that are local to the, you know, to the U.S., Wherever we can, and then the, for other products, we source them. We source them from from other countries where they grow best. So we start. We start out with these or, these amazing organic herbs, and then we steep these herbs. We measure. We steep them in water. Now this is a really a true brew process that we use. There are no powders. There are no syrup. There's no essences, no oils. It is literally leaves and botanicals, flowers that are steep in water. That is that it's a real true brew process. And our teas are, the, the these three teas are cold brewed so we we do a long cold brew process really to extract the most of the you know the medicinal compounds from the leaves now if you do a, a hot brew process is the different some of the main differences between the hot brew and a cold brew process when you hot brew certain certain herbs have to be hot brewed and certain herbs um, when you they could be also cold brewed um, let's say for instance, um, let's take like um, hibiscus you know for instance hibiscus is a very tart herb it's actually a, it's a it's a flower this is part of the roselle parts of a, of a flower bud um, the hibiscus flower bud and when you brew them or you steep them in hot water they're very tart so you get this kind of like a like a puckery feeling almost like you know it's just full of tannins you know the same feeling that you get when you when you drink red wine you know that that kind of feeling. So um, hibiscus has that feeling, that tartness, um, that puckeriness when you hot brew it. But you can also cold brew it, um, hibiscus, and it gives you a more smooth, more smooth finish. It's tart, but it's less, much less sharp. And you get a, the very kind of a round and smooth flavor from the hibiscus. That's a very nice, very nice way to to um, to brew the hibiscus cold brew. That you don't get the target. So we cold brew our herbs for many hours, over twelve hours, really to extract their 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 medicinal compounds, and um, and then we we you know we go through a straining process, a filtering process, and then we have a very unique way of of um pasteurizing our product which really locks in the volatile oils of 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 the of the herbs that we use in the can so we there, there's no escaping of the volatile oils so when you pop your can of herbivore you can rest assured that all of those good volatile oils all those the fragrances that are that are unique to with that brewing process and that you know when you when you um when you pasteurize it in the can that they, that they stay in the can. So you get the full, full medicinal benefit. So that's really our, that's really our process. So you start with great herbs, then you cold brew the herbs in water, you sweeten with honey, and then you, and then you pasteurize of flash pasteurized to make it um, shelf stable and then and the result is amazing herbal tea oh i forgot to mention we um we carbonate our teas so our teas mm-hmm. are lightly carbonated and this 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 actually happens before the the, the pasteurization process oh yeah so very lightly carbonated. Some are more carbonated than others, like the Revive. You might have noticed that the Revive, because, you know, we want that effect of that pick-me-up effect. It's it's more carbonated,
1: let's say, than the Calm. The Calm is the mm-hmm. least carbonated of the three. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing the process. That's really awesome to hear about. I'm also wondering at what point in... in- the last few years did you get involved with Startup CPG and find the Startup CPG community? I think I'm I'm pretty I'm fairly new to Startup
0: CPG. I heard about it via a uh, an acquaintance in the CPG world in a beverage CPG world, um industry I would say. She introduced me to 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 Startup CPG early um I would say early late spring early um yeah, early summer this year, two thousand and twenty twenty one. And I, you know, I didn't waste any time. We got straight in there, started asking the questions again. So many, you know, benefits of being a part of this amazing community. Just um, you know, hearing from from, you know, founders who have already been there and crossed so many hurdles that that, you know, that I am still, you know, kind of aspiring towards. And, um, and also being able to help others who have not reached the where I was at you know as early as I am in my journey um, as a as a beverage entrepreneur and um, we had during the summer the New York chapter we met in person that was incredible that was so amazing I met such amazing people founders from New York and, and, and surrounding areas in the beverage and the CPG space, many of, of who we, you know, we are still in, in contact with and we speak to them, uh, you know, almost like monthly. So CPG has been a really valuable resource for us and also a way to give, give back to those who have not,
1: who've not gotten to where we are yet. You know, that's great. Yeah. I, there's, something so magical about the startup CPG community of bringing people together at all different stages and everyone wants to share and help each other and just a really positive place in a world that can be very competitive. Yes, yeah, Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: I, I learned something. Um, the first time I I heard this, um, I heard this word, it's called frenemies. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of frenemies, but, yeah. um, you know it's like i wouldn't say i wouldn't say enemies but you know they're they're competitors in the same um but we all somehow we look out for each other and we're able to share best practices we're able to share resources um and then you know right after that we're like you know but we're still competitors in this space so um that's 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 really amazing about about you know being a beverage um, or a CPG entrepreneur that we can you know be in a space and we can we can have friendly um, competition in business uh, you know, and each can carve out their own space in the same in the same race. You know, uh-huh. so that has been that's that's truly amazing. Um, I really embrace the um the idea of frenemies <laughs> in uh in um the uh, CPG world.
1: Yeah, I love that. I've definitely found even in the the bar category, like for live bar, we've I've talked to other bar companies and been like, I don't know if you want to chat about this because we're technically competitors, and they're like, you know, there's room for all of us to yeah. win. So. Let's yeah. chat and work yeah. together, and I I love that attitude.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, what's next for her? Before over the next rest of this year, next year, I'd love to hear what's coming up. Yeah. So we are, um, we're you know constantly
0: learning from our clients current clients we are we're actually introducing because of our clients we're introducing more products we're i'm actually formulating um as as we speak i mean not right this second but but i am formulating new products that our clients have been our customers our consumers have been asking for to add to this to our 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 3T lineup so we're right now we're formulating immunity boosting teas as well as uh, digestion teas and teas for for skin, um, you know, skin care. So we, we are formulating new teas. I'll, you know, definitely keep you posted and keep the community posted about about when our new um, lines, our, our new line of teas will, will come out. And, um, yeah, just, you know, just growing um, we are we are going into fundraising as uh, a uh, fundraising round very soon to grow to grow our, you know, our reach. And uh, yeah, so so that's it. We we want to grow slowly, but surely, you know, there's so many so many accounts of, of, of founders who have, you know, gotten like stardust in their eyes. And they've just kind of like bit off so much more than, than, than they could chew. And then, you know, kind of had to scale it back. So um, we are moving very quickly. We're moving very fast, but I want to be able to move at a pace that is that, you know, we can really learn, we can iterate and we can really, you know, have a steady, steady growth. So, you know, we're, 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 we're growing, we're investing into,
1: into growing. Awesome. I can't wait to To follow your progress. And if you had one tip to share with your fellow Startup CPG founders, what would it be? One tip.
0: It's very hard to give one. I got to tell you. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough. It's very hard. I would say my one tip would be to just stop overthinking and go for it. It's never going to be 100%. And, you know, something that I've been learning is that the perfect is the enemy of the good. And when you overthink and you try to get to that perfect, you miss out on so many opportunities along the way, and in particular, learning opportunities. So I would say, just go for it. You, It, it might not look like what you want it to look like this, this minute, and you might not see around all the corners But you'll be able to figure it out. It has been done. Rest assured that there are going to be lots of hiccups around the way. Never, nothing ever goes as planned in this industry. It's just, it is just the, it's the way that it, that, that this industry uh, works, you know. Uh, Nothing goes as planned. Prepare for things to not go as planned. And then just trust your gut and go for it. And, and I'm just going to give a little bonus (laughs) because I have to. (laughs) Something that, that I'm learning is if the, and I heard, I heard, um, one of my fellow CPG women entrepreneurs, uh, women founders, she said this, um, Denise Woodard, and, and it really stuck with me. She said, if the front door is open, go around the back and find a, find a window. (laughs) And that really (laughs) stuck with me, you know, many times we knock on the front doors and for these wholesale accounts and, you know, it's not working out, you know, and, you know, it's so easy to get disheartened, but, you know, there's going to be a window open somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. find a window find another way in um, there are other ways in than the front door so that's 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 my bonus tip
1: I love it we got a tip and a bonus tip <laughs> bonus content <laughs> tips yeah. from zahira on the startup Cpg podcast I love it awesome well thank you so much zahira this has been so wonderful to hear your story and I appreciate you sharing and I hope that people make sure to go follow you on Instagram get some hervore headed in the mail their way it's the most colorful happy package that you'll have received in a long time. I think <laughs> I loved getting the package in the mail. I was like, oh, it's so bright and colorful and Yay. the cans are colorful. I love it. So hopefully people will be, be getting some orders into you to try your product. And I can't wait to, to see you grow in the coming years. So thank you so much for coming on today. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. And I want to encourage everyone to come on and get some herbs in your life. Thanks for joining us. This Startup CPG podcast is executive produced by me, Jesse Freitag. The music is by the Super Fantastics. We'd love to have you join our community of founders and experts. Get the invite at startupcpg.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. It's the easiest way to help us grow our community. See you next time.